Welcome to Spirituality and Shit. I'm your host, Natalia Oakfield. This podcast is a place where curious souls like myself can come together and share experiences. Let's talk about spirituality like we talk about the weather, celebrity gossip, and funny poop stories. (laughs) Yes, you heard it right. Nothing's off limits here. Whether we are chatting about duality or dharma, religions, rituals, fairies, food recommendations, chakras, and ass shaking, we will cover it all. This is a safe space and you are free to be weird. Thank you for being here with me on this magical journey. I hope you stick around, share this with everyone, and remember to leave me a review. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. All right, grab your drink of choice and let's get this party started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spirituality and Shit. This is your host, Natalia Oakfield. I am so excited you decided to tune in today. We will be exploring the ancient healing practice of Reiki. I will be giving you guys all the info that obviously you can find on Google, but I'm also going to be giving you guys a little bit of my own experience with it. How how did that come into my life and things like that. All right, so let's get it started. So what is Reiki? Reiki is a form of alternative therapy that originated in Japan in the early 20th century. The word Reiki comes from two Japanese words, Rei and Ki, and they mean universal life force energy. So this energy is said to flow through all living things, and it's basically like like the meaning in Japanese. It's universal life force energy. So it's all around us, in us, just really everywhere, right? And us practitioners of Reiki believe that by tapping into this energy, we can help promote healing, reduce stress, anxiety, and improve overall well-being. And the origins of Reiki can be traced back to the teachings of Mikao Uzui, a Japanese Buddhist monk who developed the practice in the early 20th century. So this is where I'm going to do a little pause here and tell you guys that while I was researching for this episode and I found this information, I remember that when I did my Reiki courses, right, Reiki 1, Reiki 2, Reiki 3, and Master, we do get a history of Mikao Uzui, and my my Reiki master is from Brazil, okay? So I did the all of my Reiki attunement in Portuguese. And not that it matters because it's symbols anyways, but I just thought it was interesting because in those classes that I took for the attunement, I I remember specifically hearing that Mikao Uzui was a Catholic. <laughs> so, I, I mean, not that it matters, but it's interesting to see that in South America, where Catholicism is like 70% of the population, somewhere, I don't know who thought it'd be better to just say that he was a, a monk, a Catholic, Catholic, not monk, but priest. And I even remember that he, it was like he, he was, he was one of St. Francis. I don't know the specific word that you say for it, but anyways, like the followers of St. Francis of Assis. And I remember that really caught my attention because I love St. Francis. He's like the animal's saint or whatnot. So interesting little fact to add on here. So if you 
if you do Reiki classes, courses in Brazil, you're going to hear one story. And here in the United States, you will hear this one. It doesn't really matter. I just thought it was interesting. Anyways, going back to the history of it and how popular it is becoming recently, if you go to Google and search for Reiki, you're going to see close to 70 million results. Seven O. <laughs> That's a lot. So you can see that it really is getting more popular. What? Why do you think that is, or what do I think that is? Right. Well, for in my own personal opinion, it's just because of the times that we're going through right now. People are become more aware of energy, I guess, and how that affects them. So people are just getting more interested in learning more about things, right? I guess energy, I guess, is what they're really, I'm talking to about myself, I guess, but let's talk about how does it actually work? How does Reiki work? So me as a practitioner, as a Reiki master, I believe that the energy that is surrounded that is surrounding us at all times, right? We can tap into it. We can access that energy and work as a channel to direct this energy to people, to animals, to plants, to places. And by doing so, we are unblocking the flow of energy in the body. So we're hoping to get this Reiki energy to flow freely and to promote healing. So that's basically the belief, right? But does science have anything to say about this? There's there's really nothing like to prove it, but there's a couple of theories. And one popular theory involves a phenomenon known as the biofield. It's I don't know why it says a phenomenon here, but it's it's well known, right? That the biofield is an electronic electromagnetic field that permeates and surrounds every living thing. And in humans, this field extends 15 feet or more from the body, and the heart produces an electrical field as well. The brain produces an electrical field also, and every cell in the body produces an electrical charge through positive and negative charges, which then creates the magnetic fields. So according to this theory, the interaction between two human magnetic fields may explain the effects of touch therapies like Reiki. So this here says touch therapy like Reiki, but I want to add that if you receive Reiki from a practitioner who's a level two or above, they don't actually even touch your body. Just wanted to add that. So it is thought that the biofield is the force that guides bodily functions and that Reiki energy influences the biofield. The biofield is thought to cause dynamic changes in its vibrational qualities that alter physiological and psychological functions in living beings. There's another uh, another way to explain Reiki through quantum physics. So quantum physics, it's the study of how, how small particles like electrons and photons behave in an attempt to explain the interactions of energy and physical matter. So physicists have found that these tiny particles of energy can be in more than one place at one time, and that thought or intention may change how the particles work. 
In other words, the Reiki practitioner may be able to gather and direct biofield energy to the recipient through thoughts and intentions. So one of the unique aspects of Reiki is that it is a non-invasive practice. And like any other forms of alternative therapy, like acupuncture, there are no needles involved. It is really just the practitioner using their hands to guide the energy throughout your body. Reiki can be used to treat a variety of conditions, including, but not limited to, chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, and even insomnia. It is commonly used as a complementary therapy for cancer patients as it can help to alleviate the side effects of chemo and radiation. The five most popular potential health benefits are improved mood and emotional well-being, reduced stress and increased relaxation, better sleep, improved insomnia symptoms, and for people who are undergoing surgery, it can lower blood pressure, it can help with anxiety and the pain rates, and like I mentioned before, for people with cancer, it improves anxiety and helps with the pain management. A main benefit of Reiki that's going to lead to a lot of other benefits is reducing stress. Our bodies can't heal when they're in a stress state at all time. And the Reiki will give your body a break from the stresses of daily life, helping your body return to a state of relaxation. Once in the state, your body's able to heal any damage brought on by stress, injury, or disease. So by helping a person experience deep relaxation, Reiki enhances and accelerates our own natural healing process because the body can stop being stressed and focus on healing itself. I truly believe that we do have the capacity to heal ourselves given the right conditions. So like mentioned before, if you're in a really stressed state at all times, your body, that's not the best condition for your body to heal. So Reiki is going to give a break from the stress, get your body back into its, its proper state to start healing the healing process. All right, so you've heard me talk about Reiki for the past 10 minutes. Maybe you're interested, maybe you're not. <laughs> but if you are interested in trying a Reiki session, it is important to find a qualified practitioner who has been trained in the technique. And it's it's Reiki is not a regulated profession, so you really do have to do your research and find someone who has received the proper training certification, but also, and most importantly, someone that you feel comfortable with, right? Since this is energy healing, listen, listen to that. Listen to the energy. Like, how does that person make you feel? Do you feel at ease with them? If, if it's a yes, then that's, that's going to be a good session. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to relax. So make sure that the person who you choose to do a Reiki session with is able to relax you even before the session, if that makes sense. But also important to to note here that this is something that you can do yourself. Reiki is taught at three levels. The first level, you can practice on yourselves and you can practice on others as long as there's touch, okay? The second level practitioners can start practicing distance healing. Once you get into Reiki and get really into it, you will learn that 
time, distance, it doesn't matter. Energy can just go. There's, it's not like it needs, or there's no limit, right? There's no limit to where the energy can travel to. So second degree or second level practitioners can send Reiki at a distance. And third level, and then master level, you can teach others and you can attune other people into Reiki. You can initiate them. And this is, this is where I'm at. I am finally a Reiki master after close to two years of when I started. Another thing I wanted to point out here, if you are interested and you're listening, you're like, okay, I really want to do this, but like, what's, what's the catch? <laughs> what's, what are the side effects? And let me tell you, there are no danger, no, no dangers in undergoing a Reiki session and Reiki can do no harm. It has no side effects. So you can just go and try if you're skeptical and don't really think that it's going to work. It, it doesn't matter. You can still go and get a session because I, <laughs> I say that it's like, it's like electricity, you know, for a long, long time, people didn't know that you could turn on the the light bulb and that it would turn like it's there though right or like gravity you don't see gravity but you know it's working so reiki's like that you don't have to believe in it it can still work for you all right so what would a session look like and i'm going to explain what a session would look like in person okay so if you go and get a reiki session you will typically lay down on a massage table, fully clothed, and the practitioner will place their hands on various parts of your body, most likely through your main seven chakras. And it depends if you have like a shoulder injury, then obviously they can focus some time over there or wherever they feel there's some energy blockage. They can just go with it too. But most likely they're going to go through your seven chakras and then any other areas that you need or ask for. And what do you feel? Honestly, each person is different. So some people feel warmth, right? As, as the practitioner's hand moves through their body, they can feel like really warm sensation. Some people feel a tingly sensation as the energy is flowing through your body. Some people relax a lot and they just fall asleep. Some people feel like they're in deep meditation and they can even like say that they're seeing lights and stuff like obviously with their eyes closed. So it's mental picture and it's, it's really different for each person. It, it feels different for the person receiving it and it can feel different for the practitioner as well. Sometimes, sometimes I feel my hands tingling. Sometimes I don't necessarily feel it. I just feel like really warm. It, it varies. It's unique and super exciting. And that is what you should expect for an in-person session. For a session, a virtual session, which I do those as well, I will prep you and hopefully you are able to lay down at a place so you can relax. I'll put some deep relaxation music to play and still the same thing. You're just going to be laying there and it'll be my intention moving through your body. And even though we're not going to be in the same physical place at the same time, because of the quantum physics that I mentioned before, the particles 
can be affected by distance. So it's it's actually interesting to see people that get the session done virtually and hear what they feel because this is where most people get what you call it. They just skeptical, right? Like they don't. How can this work? You're like you're in Florida. I'm in Chicago. It works. <laughs> You just have to try it and, and then let me know what your experience is like. Okay, what else do I want to say? Oh, okay, this is something really important that I do want to say. So Reiki should not be used as a replacement for a traditional medical treatment. While it can be used as a complementary therapy, it is not a substitute for medical advice from a qualified healthcare professional. I just, I really needed to point that out. So whether you are looking for a way to reduce stress and promote relaxation or you are seeking a deeper level of spiritual healing and growth, Reiki can be a powerful tool for transformation and healing. So why not give it a try and see what it can do for you, right? I've always considered myself a real uh, spiritual person, but Reiki didn't come into my radar until... I'm going to say maybe like five years ago, I have a cousin who's a Reiki master and she, you know, she told me about her experiences and, but nothing that really piqued my interest. I just knew about it. Right. And I didn't even get a session with her. I just knew about it. I really got turned into it after doing a meditation practice for 27 days. I felt the calling. I really felt the calling like really, really strongly. And after I felt the call and I went after it, the way that things just fell into place effortlessly, I just, I just didn't have time to question if it was the right thing or not, because it was, it was happening. You know what I mean? Like I, there was a zero doubt in my head and, and that says a lot because I question everything. <laughs> and ever since it, I started my my own Reiki journey, so much has happened. And I've just, I just feel like I'm a calmer person, I guess, and that I have more discernment also. And I can observe things more than react to them. So ultimately, I do feel like I'm less stressed as well. But I also feel like deeply protected. And now this is just like, this is just my own experience. Okay. There's no proof to it or anything, but I also feel like I'm healthier in, in like my immune system is just healthy. You know, like every time I do Reiki sessions on myself, when I apply it to myself, I always say something like all cells of my body are vibrating, um, are vibrating with the laws of the universe all of my cells proclaim health and something like this, right? I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but, and I have found that I haven't been super sick. You know what I mean? Like people around me get colds. Nope. doesn't get to me. I'm not saying that it's the Reiki, you guys. I'm just saying that it's since I've done the Reiki, I feel this. Okay. So this isn't like me making medical statements. I'm not even a doctor, but I definitely feel that I am more protected in, I guess, energetic ways, right? So that is one of the benefits that Reiki has brought to my life. And how how can Reiki help you? If you don't know how it can help you, that's okay, because 
I really do feel like you don't have to wait until things are, until like shit has hit the fan for you to go after something that's beneficial, right? You can, you can have a Reiki session as preventative, right? You don't have to wait until you're feeling really shitty to look, to look for help. And maybe you don't have anything in your head that you're like, oh my gosh, this might become an issue. That's fine. Just come for the relaxation part of it. You know what I mean? Or for the experience or who knows. All I know is that if you're listening to this episode and you feel it in your heart and soul that you need to try a session, book a session, find a practitioner. If you can't find one close to you, talk to me. Like I said, I do virtual sessions. So reach out. I will leave a booking link in my show notes today. And if there's any questions that you have that I haven't been able to answer in this episode, please reach out. My DMs are open, my email. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have and happy to guide you through this energetic world of wonders. And lastly, I want to say that if you would be interested in getting attuned for Reiki, let me know. I am putting something together and I would love to have you be a part of it. So if this is something that you'd like to take further, other than just experiencing the session for yourself, maybe doing this for others, let me know. And we're going to, we're going to do something real special together. All right, you guys, this is all I have for today for Reiki and I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. I hope you found this informative and inspiring, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for coming back. This is the 21st episode of this podcast, and I had no idea I was going to get this far, you guys, so I'm super, super excited we're here. We're still here, and you're still coming here, so I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in, and I love you. Bye.